0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit www.libriVox.org. Today's reading is by Chris Mitchell. The Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Book Eight. CROSSING BROOKLYN FERRY 1. tide BELOW ME, I SEE YOU FACE TO FACE. CLOUDS OF THE WEST, SUN THERE HALF AN HOUR HIGH, I SEE YOU ALSO FACE TO FACE. CROWDS OF MEN AND WOMEN ATTIRED IN THE USUAL COSTUMES, HOW CURIOUS YOU ARE TO ME on the ferry-boats, the hundreds and hundreds that cross, returning home, are more curious to me than you suppose, and you that shall cross from shore to shore years hence, are more to me, and more in my meditations, than you might suppose. 2. The impalpable sustenance of me from all things at all hours of the day, The simple, compact, well-joined scheme, myself disintegrated, everyone disintegrated yet part of the scheme. The similitudes of the past and those of the future, the glories strung like beads on my smallest sights and hearings, on the walk, in the street and the passage over the river. THE CURRENT RUSHING SO SWIFTLY AND SWIMMING WITH ME FAR AWAY. THE OTHERS THAT ARE TO FOLLOW ME, THE TIES BETWEEN ME AND THEM, THE CERTAINTY OF OTHERS, THE LIFE, LOVE, SIGHT, HEARING OF OTHERS. OTHERS WILL ENTER THE GATES OF THE ferry AND CROSS FROM SHORE TO SHORE. OTHERS WILL WATCH THE RUN OF THE FLOOD-TIDE. Others will see the shipping of Manhattan north and west, and the heights of Brooklyn to the south and east. Others will see the islands large and small. Fifty years hence, others will see them as they cross, the sun half an hour high. A hundred years hence, or ever so many hundred years hence, others will see them, will enjoy the sunset. THE POURING IN OF THE FLOOD-TIDE, THE FALLING BACK TO THE SEA OF THE EBB-TIDE. 3. IT AVAILS NOT, TIME NOR PLACE, DISTANCE AVAILS NOT. I AM WITH YOU, YOU MEN AND WOMEN OF A GENERATION, OR EVER SO MANY GENERATIONS HENCE. JUST AS YOU FEEL WHEN YOU LOOK ON THE RIVER AND SKY, SO I FELT, Just as any one of you is one of a living crowd, I was one of a crowd. Just as you are refreshed by the gladness of the river and the bright flow, I was refreshed. Just as you stand and lean on the rail, yet hurry with the swift current, I stood, yet was hurried. Just as you look on the numberless masts of ships and the thick-stemmed pipes of steamboats, I looked. I, too, many and many a time crossed the river of old, watched the twelfth-month seagulls, saw them high in the air, floating with motionless wings, oscillating their bodies. Saw how the glistening yellow lit up parts of their bodies and left the rest in strong shadow. Saw the slow-wheeling circles and the gradual edging toward the south. Saw the reflection of the summer sky in the water. Had my eyes dazzled by the shimmering track of beams. Looked at the fine centrifugal spokes of light round the shape of my head in the sunlit water. Looked on the haze on the hills southward and southwestward. Looked on the vapor as it flew in fleeces tinged with violet. Looked toward the lower bay to notice the vessels arriving. Saw their approach, saw aboard those that were near me. Saw the white sails of schooners and sloops, saw the ships at anchor the sailors at work in the rigging or out astride the spars, the round masts, the swinging motion of the hulls, the slender serpentine pennants, the large and small steamers in motion, the pilots in their pilot houses, the white wake left by the passage, the quick tremulous whirl of the wheels, the flags of all nations, the falling of them at sunset the scallop-edged waves in the twilight, the ladled cups, the frolicsome crests and glistening, the stretch afar growing dimmer and dimmer, the gray walls of the granite storehouses by the docks, on the river the shadowy group, the big steam-tug closely flanked on each side by the barges, the hay-boat, the belated lighter. On the neighboring shore, the fires from the foundry chimneys burning high and glaring into the night, Casting their flicker of black, contrasted with wild red and yellow light, Over the tops of houses and down into the clefts of streets. 4. These and all else were to me the same as they are to you. I LOVED WELL THOSE CITIES, LOVED WELL THE STATELY AND RAPID RIVER. THE MEN AND WOMEN I SAW WERE ALL NEAR TO ME. OTHERS THE SAME, OTHERS WHO LOOK BACK ON ME BECAUSE I LOOKED FORWARD TO THEM. THE TIME WILL COME, THOUGH I STOP HERE TODAY AND TONIGHT. 5. WHAT IS IT THEN BETWEEN US? What is the count of the scores or hundreds of years between us? Whatever it is, it avails not, distance avails not, and place avails not. I too lived, Brooklyn of ample hills was mine. I too walked the streets of Manhattan Island and bathed in the waters around it. I, too, felt the curious, abrupt questioning stir within me. In the day among crowds of people, sometimes they came upon me. In my walks home late at night, or as I lay in my bed, they came upon me. I, too, had been struck from the float forever held in solution. I, too, had received identity by my body. That I was, I knew, was of my body, And what I should be, I knew, I should be of my body. 6. It is not upon you alone the dark patches fall. The dark threw its patches down upon me also. The best I had done seemed to me blank and suspicious. My great thoughts as I supposed them, were they not in reality meeker? Nor is it you alone who know what it is to be evil. I am he who knew what it was to be evil. I, too, knitted the old knot of contrariety. Blabbed, blushed, resented, lied, stole, grudged, Had guile, anger, lust, hot wishes I dared not speak, was wayward, vain, greedy, shallow, sly, cowardly, malignant. The wolf, the snake, the hog, not wanting in me, the cheating look, the frivolous word, the adulterous wish, not wanting. Refusals, hates, postponements, meanness, laziness, none of these wanting was one with the rest, the days and haps of the rest, was called by my nighest name by clear, loud voices of young men as they saw me approaching or passing, felt their arms on my neck as I stood, or the negligent leaning of their flesh against me as I sat, saw many I loved in the street or ferry boat or public assembly, yet never told them a word. Lived the same life with the rest, the same old laughing, gnawing, sleeping, played the part that still looks back on the actor or actress, the same old role, the role that is what we make it, as great as we like, or as small as we like, or both great and small. 7. Closer yet I approach you. What thought you have of me now, I had as much of you. I laid in my stores in advance. I considered long and seriously of you before you were born. Who was to know what should come home to me? Who knows, but I am enjoying this. Who knows for all the distance, but I am as good as looking at you now. FOR ALL YOU CANNOT SEE ME. 8. Ah, what can ever be more stately and admirable to me than mast-hemmed Manhattan? River in sunset and scallop-edged waves of flood-tide, the seagulls oscillating their bodies, the hayboat in the twilight and the belated lighter. What gods can exceed these that clasp me by the hand and with voices I love call me promptly and loudly by my nighest name as approach? What is more subtle than this which ties me to the woman or man that looks in my face? Which fuses me into you now and pours my meaning into you? We understand then, do we not? WHAT I PROMISED WITHOUT MENTIONING IT, HAVE YOU NOT ACCEPTED? WHAT THE STUDY COULD NOT TEACH, WHAT THE PREACHING COULD NOT ACCOMPLISH, IS ACCOMPLISHED, IS IT NOT? 9. FLOW ON, RIVER, FLOW WITH THE FLOOD-TIDE, AND EBB WITH THE EBB-TIDE, FROLIC ON, CRESTED AND SCALLOPED EDGED WAVES, GORGEOUS CLOUDS OF THE SUNSET, drench with your splendor me or the men and women generations after me cross from shore to shore countless crowds of passengers stand up tall masts of Manhattan. stand up beautiful hills of brooklyn throb baffled and curious brain throw out questions and answers suspend here and everywhere eternal float of solution gaze, loving and thirsting eyes in the house or street or public assembly sound out voices of young men loudly and musically call me by my nighest name live old life play the part that looks back on the actor or actress play the old role the role that is great or small according as one makes it. Consider, you who peruse me, whether I may not in unknown ways be looking upon you. Be firm, rail over the river, to support those who lean idly, yet haste with the hasting current. Fly on, sea birds, fly sideways, or wheel in large circles high in the air. Receive the summer sky, you water, and faithfully hold it till all downcast eyes have time to take it from you. Diverge, fine spokes of light, from the shape of my head, or any one's head, in the sunlit water. Come on, ships from the lower bay, pass up or down, white sailed, schooners, sloops, lighters. Flaunt away, flags of all nations, be duly lowered at sunset. Burn high your fires, foundry chimneys, cast black shadows at nightfall, cast red and yellow light over the tops of the houses. Appearances, now or henceforth, indicate what you are. You, necessary film, continue to envelop the soul. About my body for me, and your body for you, be hung our divinest aromas. Thrive, cities, bring your freight, bring your shows, ample and sufficient rivers. Expand, being than which none else is perhaps more spiritual. Keep your places, objects than which none else is more lasting. You have waited. You always wait, you dumb, beautiful ministers. We receive you with free sense at last, and are insatiate henceforward. Not you any more shall be able to foil us, or withhold yourselves from us. We use you, and do not cast you aside. We plant you permanently within us. We fathom you not. We love you. There is perfection in you also. You furnish your parts toward eternity. Great or small, you furnish your parts toward the soul. Here ends Book Eight. Book Nine Song of the Answerer 1. Now list to my morning's romanza I tell the signs of the Answerer. To the cities and farms I sing as they spread in the sunshine before me. A young man comes to me bearing a message from his brother. How shall the young man know the weather and when of his brother? Tell him to send me the signs, and I stand before the young man Face to face, and take his right hand in my left hand, and his left hand in my right hand. And I answer for his brother, and for men, and I answer for him that answers for all, and send these signs Him all wait for, Him all yield up to, His word is decisive and final, Him they accept. In him lave, in him perceive themselves as amid light. Him they immerse, and he immerses them. Beautiful women, the haughtiest nations, laws, the landscape, people, animals, the profound earth and its attributes, and the unquiet ocean, so tell I my morning's romanza all enjoyments and properties and money, and whatever money will buy, the best farms, others toiling and planting, and he unavoidably reaps, the noblest and costliest cities, others grading and building, and he domiciles there. Nothing for any one, but what is for him, near and far are for him, the ships in the offing, the perpetual shows and marches on land are for him if they are for anybody. He puts things in their attitudes. He puts today out of himself with plasticity and love. He places his own times, reminiscences, parents, brothers and sisters, associations, employment, politics, so that the rest never shame them afterward nor assume to command them he is the answer what can be answered he answers and what cannot be answered he shows how it cannot be answered a man is a summons and challenge it is vain to skulk do you hear that mocking and laughter do you hear the ironical echoes books friendships philosophers, priests, action, pleasure, pride, beat up and down seeking to give satisfaction. He indicates the satisfaction and indicates them that beat up and down also. Whichever the sex, whatever the season or place, he may go freshly and gently and safely by day or by night. He has the passkey of hearts, to him, the response of the prying of hands on the knobs. His welcome is universal. The flow of beauty is not more welcome or universal than he is. The person he favours by day or sleeps with at night is blessed. Every existence has its idiom, everything has an idiom and tongue. He resolves all tongues into his own, and bestows it upon men, and any man translates, and any man translates himself also. One part does not counteract another part. He is the joiner. He sees how they join. He says indifferently and alike, How are you, friend? to the president at his levy. And he says, "'Good day, my brother,' to cudge that hose in the sugar-field, "'and both understand him and know that his speech is right. "'He walks with perfect ease in the capital. "'He walks among the Congress, "'and one representative says to another, "'Here is our equal appearing and new.' "'Then the mechanics take him for a mechanic.' and the soldiers suppose him to be a soldier, and the sailors that he has followed the sea. And the authors take him for an author, and the artists for an artist, and the laborers perceive he could labor with them and love them. No matter what the work is, that he is the one to follow it or has followed it. No matter what the nation, that he might find his brothers and sisters there. The English believe he comes of their English stock, a Jew to the Jew he seems, a Rus to the Rus, usual and near, removed from none. Whoever he looks at in the traveller's coffee-house claims him, the Italian or Frenchman is sure, the German is sure, the Spaniard is sure, and the island Cuban is sure, the engineer The deckhand on the Great Lakes, or on the Mississippi, or St. Lawrence, or Sacramento, or Hudson or Pomonic Sound, claims him. The gentleman of perfect blood acknowledges his perfect blood. The insulter, the prostitute, the angry person, the beggar, see themselves in the ways of him. He strangely transmutes them. They are not vile any more. They hardly know themselves, they are so grown. 2. The indications and tally of time. Perfect sanity shows the master among philosophes. Time, always without break, indicates itself in parts. What always indicates the poet is the crowd of the pleasant company of singers and their words. The words of the singers are the hours or minutes of the light or dark, but the words of the maker of poems are the general light and dark. The maker of poems settles justice, reality, immortality. His insight and power encircle things and the human race. He is the glory and extract thus far of things and of the human race. THE SINGERS DO NOT BEGET, ONLY THE POET BEGETS. THE SINGERS ARE WELCOMED, UNDERSTOOD, APPEAR OFTEN ENOUGH, BUT RARE HAS THE DAY BEEN, LIKEWISE THE SPOT, OF THE BIRTH OF THE MAKER OF POEMS, THE ANSWERER. NOT EVERY CENTURY, NOR EVERY FIVE CENTURIES, HAS CONTAINED SUCH A DAY FOR ALL ITS NAMES. THE SINGERS OF SUCCESSIVE HOURS OF CENTURIES MAY HAVE OSTENSIBLE NAMES, BUT THE NAME OF EACH OF THEM IS ONE OF THE SINGERS. THE NAME OF EACH IS I-SINGER, EAR-SINGER, HEAD-SINGER, SWEET-SINGER, NIGHT-SINGER, PARLOR-SINGER, LOVE-SINGER, WEIRD-SINGER, OR SOMETHING ELSE. ALL THIS TIME AND AT ALL TIMES WAIT THE WORDS OF TRUE POEMS. The words of true poems do not merely please. The true poets are not followers of beauty, but the august masters of beauty. The greatness of sons is the exuding of the greatness of mothers and fathers. The words of true poems are the tuft and final applause of science. Divine instinct, breadth of vision, the law of reason, health, rudeness of body, withdrawnness, gaiety, suntan, air sweetness, such are some of the words of poems. The sailor and traveler underlie the maker of poems, the answerer. The builder, geometer, chemist, anatomist, phrenologist, artist, all these underlie the maker of poems, the answerer. The words of the true poems give you more than poems. They give you to form for yourself poems, religions, politics, war, peace, behavior, histories, essays, daily life, and everything else. They balance ranks, colors, races, creeds, and the sexes. They do not seek beauty, they are sought. FOREVER TOUCHING THEM OR CLOSE UPON THEM FOLLOWS BEAUTY, LONGING, FAIN, LOVESICK. THEY PREPARE FOR DEATH, YET ARE THEY NOT THE FINISH, BUT RATHER THE OUTSET. THEY BRING NONE TO HIS OR HER TERMINUS, OR TO BE CONTENT AND FULL. WHOM THEY TAKE, THEY TAKE INTO SPACE TO BEHOLD THE BIRTH OF STARS, TO LEARN ONE OF THE MEANINGS, to launch off with absolute faith, to sweep through the ceaseless rings and never be quiet again. Here ends Book Nine. Book Ten Our Old Foilage Always our old foilage, always Florida's green peninsula, always the priceless Delta of Louisiana, always the cotton fields of Alabama and Texas, always California's golden hills and hollows and the silver mountains of New Mexico, always soft-breathed Cuba, always the vast slope drained by the southern sea, inseparable with the slopes drained by the eastern and western seas, the area, the eighty-third year of these states, the three and a half millions of square miles. The eighteen thousand miles of seacoast and bay coast on the main. The thirty thousand miles of river navigation. The seven millions of distinct families in the same number of dwellings, always these, and more, branching forth into numberless branches. Always the free range and diversity, always the continent of democracy, always the prairies, pastures, forests, vast cities, travelers, Canada, the snows. Always these compact lands tied at the hips with the belt stringing the huge oval lakes. Always the West with strong native persons, the increasing density there, the habitants, friendly, threatening, ironical, scorning invaders. All sights, south, north, east, all deeds promiscuously done at all times, all characters, movements, growths, a few noticed, myriads unnoticed. Through Manhattan's streets I walking, these things gathering, on interior rivers by night in the glare of pine knots, steamboats wooding up. Sunlight by day on the valley of the Susquehanna, and on the valleys of the potomac and the rappahannock and the valleys of the roanoke and delaware in their northerly wilds beasts of prey haunting the adirondacks the hills or lapping the saginaw waters to drink in a lonesome inlet a shell drake lost from the flock sitting on the water rocking silently in farmers barns Oxen in the stable, their harvest labor done, they rest standing, they are too tired. Afar on arctic ice, the she-walrus lying drowsily while her cubs play around. The hawk sailing where men have not yet sailed, the farthest polar sea, ripley, crystalline, open, beyond the floes. White drifts spooning ahead where the ship in the tempest dashes. On solid land, what is done in cities as the bells strike midnight together? In primitive woods, the sounds there also sounding, the howl of the wolf, the scream of the panther, and the hoarse bellow of the elk. In winter, beneath the hard blue ice of Moosehead Lake, In summer, visible through the clear waters, the great trout swimming. In lower latitudes, in warmer air, in the Carolinas, the large black buzzard floating slowly high beyond the tree tops. Below, the red cedar festooned with Tylandria, the pines and cypresses growing out of the white sand that spreads far and flat. Rude boats descending the big paddy, Climbing plants, parasites with colored flowers And berries enveloping huge trees. The waving drapery on the live oak Trailing long and low, noiselessly waved by the wind. The camp of Georgia wagoners just after dark, The supper fires and the cooking and eating By whites and negroes. 30 or 40 great wagons, the mules, cattle, horses, feeding from troughs, the shadows, gleams, up under the leaves of the old sycamore trees, the flames with the black smoke from the pitch pine curling and rising, southern fishermen fishing, the sounds and inlets of North Carolina's coast, the shad fishery and the herring fishery, the large sweep sands, the windlasses on shore worked by horses, the clearing, curing, and packing-houses. Deep in the forest, in piney woods, turpentine dropping from the incisions in the trees. There are the turpentine works. There are the negroes at work in good health. The ground in all directions is covered with pine straw. IN TENNESSEE AND KENTUCKY, SLAVES BUSY IN THE COALINGS, AT THE FORGE, BY THE FURNACE-BLAZE, OR AT THE CORN-CHUCKING. IN VIRGINIA, THE PLANTER'S SON RETURNING AFTER A LONG ABSENCE, JOYFULLY WELCOMED AND KISSED BY THE AGED MULATTO NURSE. ON RIVERS, BOATMEN SAFELY MOORED AT NIGHTFALL IN THEIR BOATS UNDER SHELTER OF HIGH BANKS, Some of the younger men dance to the sound of the banjo or fiddle. Others sit on the gunwale, smoking and talking. Late in the afternoon, the mockingbird, the American mimic, singing in the great dismal swamp. There are the greenish waters, the resinous odor, the plenteous moss, the cypress tree, and the juniper tree. Northward, Young men of Mannahatta, the target company from an excursion, returning home at evening, the musket muzzles all bear bunches of flowers presented by women. Children at play, or on his father's lap, a young boy fallen asleep, how his lips move, how he smiles in his sleep. The scout riding on horseback over the plains west of the Mississippi. He ascends a knoll and sweeps his eyes around. California life, the miner, bearded, dressed in his rude costume, the stanch California friendship, the sweet air, the graves won in passing meets, solitary, just aside the horse path. Down in Texas the cotton field. The negro cabins, drivers driving mules or oxen before rude carts, cotton bales piled on banks and wharves. Encircling all, vast, darting up and wide, the American soul, with equal hemispheres, one love, one dilation or pride. In arrière the peace talk with the Iroquois, the Aborigines, the Calumet, THE PIPE OF goodwill, ARBITRATION, AND ENDORSEMENT, THE sachem BLOWING THE SMOKE FIRST TOWARD THE SUN AND THEN TOWARD THE EARTH, THE DRAMA OF THE SCALP DANCE ENACTED WITH PAINTED FACES AND GUTTURAL EXCLAMATIONS, THE SETTING OUT OF THE WAR PARTY, THE LONG AND STEALTHY MARCH, THE SINGLE-FILE, THE SWINGING HATCHETS, the surprise and slaughter of enemies, all the acts, scenes, ways, persons, attitudes of these states, reminiscences, institutions, all these states compact, every square mile of these states without excepting a particle. Me pleased, rambling in lanes and country fields, pomonics fields observing the spiral flight of two little yellow butterflies shuffling between each other, ascending high in the air. The darting swallow, the destroyer of insects, the fall traveler southward but returning northward early in the spring— The country boy at the close of the day driving the herd of cows and shouting to them as they loiter to browse by the roadside. The city wharf, Boston, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Charleston, New Orleans, San Francisco. The departing ships when the sailors heave at the capstan. Evening, me in my room, the setting sun. The setting summer sun shining in my open window, showing the swarm of flies, suspended, balancing in the air in the center of the room, darting athwart, up and down, casting swift shadows in specks on the opposite wall where the shine is. The athletic American matron, speaking in public to crowds of listeners, males females immigrants combinations the copiousness the individuality of the states each for itself the money makers factories machinery the mechanical forces the windlass lever pulley all certainties the certainty of space increase freedom futurity in space the sporides the scattered islands, the stars, on the firm earth, the lands, my lands. O lands, all so dear to me, what you are, whatever it is, I, putting it at random in these songs, become a part of that, whatever it is. Southward there, I screaming, with wings slow flapping, with the myriads of gulls wintering along the coasts of Florida. Other ways there, atwixt the banks of the Arkansas, the Rio Grande, the Nueces, the Brasas, the Tombigbee, the Red River, the Saskatchewan, or the Osage, I, with the spring waters laughing and skipping and running, Northwards on the sands, on some shallow bay of Pomonic, I with parties of snowy herons waiting in the wet to seek worms and aquatic plants, Retreating triumphantly twittering, the king bird from piercing the crow with its bill For amusement, and I triumphantly twittering, the migrating flock of wild geese alighting in autumn to refresh themselves, the body of the flock feed, the sentinels outside move around with erect heads watching and are from time to time relieved by other sentinels, and I feeding and taking turns with the rest. In Canadian forests the moose, large as an ox, cornered by hunters, rising desperately on his hind feet and plunging with his forefeet, the hooves as sharp as knives, and I, plunging at the hunters, cornered and desperate. In the Manhattan streets, piers, shipping, storehouses, and the countless workmen working in the shops, and I, too, of the Manhattan, singing thereof, and no less in myself than the whole of the Manhattan in itself. Singing the song of these, my ever united lands, my body no more, inevitably united, part to part, and made out of a thousand diverse contributions, one identity, any more than my lands are inevitably united and made one identity. Nativities, climates, the grass of the great pastoral plains, cities, labors, death, animals, products, war, good and evil, these me. These affording in all their particulars the old foilage to me and to America. How can I do less than pass the clue of the union of them? TO AFFORD THE LIKE TO YOU. WHOEVER YOU ARE, HOW CAN I BUT OFFER YOU DIVINE LEAVES THAT YOU ALSO BE ELIGIBLE AS I AM? HOW CAN I BUT AS HERE CHANTING INVITE YOU FOR YOURSELVES TO COLLECT BOUQUETS OF THE INCOMPARABLE FOILAGE OF THESE STATES? HERE ENDS BOOK Ten.